0: In association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, planting hope, harvesting strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job. It's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith and family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former Agri business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Hey guys, I'm Archie Mason, and welcome to another episode of That Farm Life podcast. This podcast is a resource of Agri Health Network, where we are creating a safe zone for farmers and ranchers to talk about stress, discouragement, and process and deal with grief uh, on the farm. You can find other resources and tools on our website at agrihealth.net. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, we encourage you to do that and to share this podcast with your friends and your family. Now, this week, we're continuing our series on grief. How do we hold on when we encounter loss and heartache? Now, let me introduce you to our guest today. Today, we're talking with Zach McCammy. He works on a row crop farm in the northeast Arkansas area, although he grew up in a farming family, uh, he originally went uh, to the oil fields to work. Hey, good morning, Zach. Good morning, Archie. Hey, man, thank you for uh, being a part of the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Hey, tell me, how did you get, that's an interesting story, how did you get from the farm to the oil business and then back to the farm? Well,
1: I grew up, my grandpa my dad farmed, and then my dad went to a uh, he transitioned from the farm into uh, the grain industry, hauling the grain and stuff. And then I worked for a few farmers at, uh, around Brooklyn and stuff as I was growing up. And then uh, I just kind of got the opportunity to go out on the road and, you know, uh, make some money in the oil industry, a lot more money than on the farm. And uh, I just kind of pursued that. Then I, you know, I, I started out at the bottom and worked my way up to safety, and, you know, safety part of the oil field. And, And then, uh, I come home, my dad had a massive heart attack and I came home for a weekend, met Leslie, uh, which is now my wife. We kind of started dating and stuff, but then I had to go back on the road and, you know, every time I'd come home and leave and it just kept getting harder and harder. And then, you know, she was like, we're going to have to do something, you know, you're leaving. This is tearing everybody up. I was like, okay, you know, the only thing I know how to do is farm. She's like, well, come back and farm. So uh, I got with uh, Marty and Jesse White, uh, and they hired me. I've been down here for uh, going on six years at Fly Farms down here at Weona. And uh, we, uh, we ended up getting married about a year ago. We've been together four years, and, you know, the money ain't. It's, the money ain't as good as it is in the oil field, but it's always not about the money. It's about the home life, healthy home life. You know, we both got kids, and it's a lot better than being out on the road all the time.
0: So you'd you'd probably agree with me if if we said, hey, if if, if Mama's not happy, ain't nobody happy. So she's happy, you're happy, kids are happy, and uh, uh, you're back home in the area you kind of grew up in, and, and back on the farm.
1: That's exactly right. Mama's not happy, no one's happy.
0: that's good man thank you for sharing hey that story hey you know we've been talking with people about grief around this time last year and i know this is difficult okay and and again i just want to say thank you for being willing to talk about it and share it with us because it's going to help a lot of folks out there listening but around this time last year uh you lost a friend and a coworker in a farming accident uh if you will just share share your story with us uh, zach uh, about what happened and you know and then we'll talk about how that's affected you and and you know and where you are today a year later okay yeah
1: yes there is a april 29th of last year um it's kind of raining you know off and on past day or two of that you know leading up to that day uh that morning it came pretty good rain and you know we kind of wasn't real busy so everybody had the day off and i made a parts run to uh burning missouri to get some parks and stuff and everybody was supposed to be gone that day and i just kind of took my time going up there sightseeing and then just doing enjoying being by myself for a little bit and i got back down here to the farm and everybody was gone and i was coming up on 14 highway and you know all the vehicles suddenly stopped and everything right on our shop road our shop road and 14 highway you know meets right there and i pulled up there and i could see the side and I knew it was ours side by side. And like I said, everybody's supposed to have been gone. And I was looking around at all the people, didn't recognize no one. And uh there's a truck driver sitting there and he said, uh, son, uh, do you know this guy? And I was like, man, I, I don't have a clue who none of these people are or and I walked closer to him, you know, closer to the field. And I I saw my my, my friend laying there, you know. And, uh, I I mean, I automatically knew who it was. He, you know, he always wore the same Carhartt jacket and had his rubber boots on, but he he was laying there and, uh, I just walked up on it and I went to reach for him and that guy grabbed me and he said, no, son, he's gone. And I, I just, I lost it. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to call. And, uh, it was just, a, you know, just the visual image that I walked up on and seen that and, you know, having to call everybody and, you know, all the bosses and stuff and, you know, ask them to come down there and everybody was gone. And, I mean, I had sat there for a good while by myself and, uh, you know, it, it was, it was, it was real painful. You know, you don't, you can't unsee what you see. Yeah. And he was your friend, correct? Yes, sir. Me and, me and him, uh, you know, we duck hunted together. He, he grew up in Brooklyn and, you know, we worked before we worked here, we worked beside each other. You know, he worked for a different farmer when we was young and I did too, but we always, you know, meet on the turn row. road. How's your day going? You know, this, that, and the other. Then we started duck hunting together and growing our relationship and started hanging out and cooking out and stuff. And, you know, and then he was real good. He was a real good farmer. He was a real good guy, you know, good father. And uh, he was always a joy to be around. You know, he, he'd get you laughing. You know, I'd, I'd be mad about something, and, boy, he'd just, just get you laughing like no other. And we'd always pull pranks on each other and duck blind and stuff, you know. How it is when it's slow, no ducks flying. He would always put a stick behind my trigger. And boy, that'd make you so mad, go up, shoot ducks, and got that stick behind your trigger. And boy, he's like, well, you shouldn't sleep. And, uh, yeah, he, he, and, you know, we, we had a position come open, you know, and we was looking for someone good, you know, someone good headed that can take care and water some good, you know, amount of acres and stuff. And I was like, well, I got a guy. So I, I worked on him and worked on him. And he had a good job where he was at. He, you know, he had potential. I seen a lot of potential in him. And I was like, dude, you got room to grow down here. And he kind of come down here and visit the farm, visit everybody. He come back, you know, ended, ended up coming back to work for us. And, he, and that's what he was doing that day. You know, he, we all had the day off, but he was going doing that little extra, trying to get the water off his fields, you know, not going home like everybody else, but putting in putting in the work. You know, and, uh, but, and I kept that, you know, getting him down here with me and everything and been part of our team. Even after the fact, I I carried that with me that, you know, I brought him down here. It's my fault that it happened. You know, what if he was still at his other job, you know? And, but, you know, talking to my counselor, uh, life group pastors, and uh, just friends. And then, you know, reading the word and stuff, I realized that it didn't matter where he would have been at. It would have it had to happen. I know it's bad to say, but it, it had to happen. And, you know, I, it brought me closer to the Lord, you know, because I would try to do everything on my own. I would hold it in, you know, and then. I, I find myself going back up there to the, the scene of the accident. And, you know, you can sit there and look, you know, each way you can see two miles down the road, but, you know, I don't, I don't understand, you know, at the time, I didn't understand why, why, but i you know just reading the word and talking to people. And I realized it had to happen. It didn't matter if it was here, there, or anywhere.
0: It was going to happen, and it was out of my control. I didn't. I didn't have the control over that. You know, Zach, if someone is out there right now, maybe going through a similar struggle, because when you're, you know, when you're working through grief, it's it's a process, and sometimes it's a long process. Um, you know, how how was your? Let's say, for instance, how was your wife involved in in helping you through that process? My wife, she she, you know
1: she always had my back you know there is me and you know you're, you're you're supposed to be this big strong guy and you know you don't need no help i you know i'm a fixer i like to i like to do it on my own i like to fix it but you know she she was the one encouraging me you know to read read the bible and understand you know she'd give me different parts to read to help me understand things and she was you know my biggest supporter she, you know she never left my side, and when i'm not gonna lie, there's you know I'd come home and just lose it and The only thing that would make me feel good is her holding me, you know, telling me it was gonna be okay, you know, and that's what I needed from her. I needed that support, you know, I didn't need her telling me what I needed to do, I just need her being there you know emotionally and physically for me and let me know I wasn't you know having to do it by myself. But for the longest, you know, I was trying to do it by myself. I would hold it in. I didn't want to be around no one. You know, I I was like, well, I got this. I can get over this on my own. And it's almost a year now, and I was doing real good. And I was keeping it bottled up inside me, and it was just like I was angry all the time. You know, I, I didn't get let it out and talk to no one. I was angry. I was trying to work through it by myself, not to talk to you know no even talk to family members all day long, and they're gonna you know be one sided but sometimes you need the like a fresh set of eyes or a fresh set of ears to listen to you so she you know she encouraged me to you know to seek out help seek out counseling, you know whether if it was with um uh, whoever just she wanted me to get that help, and so she encouraged me and it wasn't until there it was raining one Friday and I just, you know, I could I could feel just everything, all this pressure, all this weight on me. And I got outside my truck and I just lost it. I started bawling. I called, you know, a good friend of mine. He's also a counselor and I was like, I can't do this. I need to talk to someone. I need some help. I'm not okay. You know, I'm I'm not okay. And uh, he's like, brother, I got you. I got you. Come, yeah, I got you. Don't worry about it. And we went to church that following Sunday, and you preached on it's okay not to be okay. Even on the page of the website, you know, it, I was getting this. It's okay, not okay. And I kind of accepted, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And, you know, talking with him and open up things and understanding and stuff, that's what really helped me. And I talk to them and I can call them anytime and it's, you know, it's really helpful. And the whole time, Leslie never pushed, you know, pushed me into doing nothing. She just suggested. And it really, it really was, you know, until I could start seeing it with the kids, it was affecting the kids and then our relationship. And I didn't want it to do that. And that's, you know, it was in my mind. It was, you know, the depression and stuff in my mind, getting me, in this dark spot, getting them in this place. I don't need to be having me question things. I don't need to be questioned. And it was just like, after I talked to him that morning, it was a big weight lifted off my shoulder. Me and him sat there
0: and prayed and it was like the weight of the world was lifted off of me. So, so what would you say to others that are, are dealing with deep grief? I mean, what, what advice you've been through this, you, you, you've come through the storm. And uh, uh, you're coming out on the other side. You're still dealing with the grief and the loss of your friend. But what what advice would you give with those? Give to those who're dealing with grief. My advice would be, Archie, uh, You're always going to have
1: that vision and stuff, and you're going to have that grief. But if, if you're grief, you know, if you're having them thoughts and in that depression, pick up the phone, and call someone. You know, there's, you know talk to someone, don't hold it in because you, you might not think you're okay or you might think you're okay. And, but everybody that's looking at you, you know, can see that you're hurting and the people who love you, like my wife, Leslie, she could see that I was hurting and she knew I was grieving. You know, she thinks more of me now for getting help than holding it in and trying to fix my, fix it myself. You know, just the, we have the resources and, you know, it don't make you less of a man or a woman. If you, you know, ask for help, it's, it's really good. My advice would be just to, you know, pick up the phone and make that first step, you know, don't wait, don't wait and let it escalate, you know, just pick up the phone and, or send an email or anything, you know, make that first step. It'll make you feel a whole lot better.
0: Yeah, and I, I know Zach. Everybody can't see you, but you're a big old farm boy, and so uh, it is not uh, any type of a sign of weakness uh, to reach out uh, and to ask someone uh, for help in this type of a a situation uh, whatsoever. And uh, man, I just want to say thank you for your story and, and what you share because this is really going to help. Uh, A lot of folks. And so I I just want to recap very quickly, you know, some of the things you've you've shared during this podcast is, hey, we all need someone uh, to talk to. I mean, you're real. You worked in the oil field, back on the farm uh, and uh, you've experienced a traumatic event. And so, you know, and also you pointed out, you said, man, don't try to hold on to it or it's going to affect uh, your work and your your family. Uh and you know, as we always say, hey, it's okay not to be okay. And uh so man, I just want to say again, thank you uh for sharing your story and uh being here with us today uh on the podcast. All the folks that are out there listening, just want to encourage you to, you know, if you're struggling today with any type of grief or there's discouragement, or you've been through uh man, a particular storm in life, uh reach out to us. You can email us at info at agrihealth.net. We do have a lot of resources and uh, some recommended books and stuff like that that are listed at agrihealth.net. They're on our website. But also we have counselors that are listed, whether you're in Arkansas or the surrounding states. And if you're out there and you say, well, I don't see someone maybe in my area, again, just email us at info at agrihealth.net. And we will do our best to get you uh, connected to someone to walk through this. So as Zach has pointed out uh, today, don't try to do this on your own. Uh, You can't carry this on your own. The longer it stays bottled up, it's going to affect your work uh, and your family. So reach out uh, and talk with someone today. Hey, thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep farming and keep the faith been listening to that farm life podcast planting hope harvesting strength with your host archie mason that farm life podcast is a creation of the agri health network in conjunction with grounded faith ministries where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith family and community with other farmers you can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net that's agri Health, one word Dot net. Thanks for listening and until next week, keep the faith.